Welcome to the High School Backups Podcast. Once again, uh, my name is Nick, bringing you week number three of our podcast, episode number three. Uh, getting into it today, we've had a very exciting day, actually. This week, we were kind of struggling to find stuff to talk about, and you know, the lovely NFL decided to feed it all to us in the span of about two and a half hours. So uh, we'll definitely be talking about that a lot today. But starting off with our kind of our normal thing, we start with your New England news. Uh, keeping it nice and quick here. Uh, recent news, not a lot going on in Patriots land. Uh, we're hoping we hear some news sooner rather than later, as most of us are Patriots fans. Uh, Red Sox, not much going on. MLB lockout, uh, you know, they, I don't think they hit the deadline today. So I guess we'll see. Celtics have been on a really good streak overall, especially uh, before and after the All-Star break. Recently beating a full-strength net. Regardless of what Ben Simmons is, uh, it was a really good game. Tatum dropping 54. It was a crazy game to watch. Uh, Bruins have looked absolutely fantastic going 5-1 and one on a huge road trip, including you know finishing off with a big win over Columbus. Uh, did lose in overtime over the Kings last night. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Still got a point, though. Still got a point. So uh, looking to try and get out of the wild card spot uh, in the East. So uh, moving on to our actual topics today and what we will be looking at. We are going to start off with the big one. Um, originally, we just had it as one thing with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. No, now it's the NFL frenzy, all this craziness that happened today. So um, wh- where do we want to start? Uh, I I personally w- want to kind of talk about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but there's a lot to going on here. Other stuff happened too. All right. I'm just going to say I called Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers last week. Got to love it. My only reaction to Aaron Rodgers' deal, whatever it may be, there's some reports that it might not be entirely accurate. Uh, good luck winning a title if you're taking up that much of the cap space, Aaron. Good luck. It's the same team as last year that lost in the divisional round. Good luck. I also um, called it last week. For the record, Jake and I were on the same wavelength there. Um, I don't think it's entirely accurate what we've been what we've been seeing. Um, I do think we're going to get a little rework of the contract in the next couple days, but excited I'm, as much as i hate the packers i am excited to see uh aaron Rodgers back in the packers uniform so that will be interesting isn't it for like another four uh, years yeah uh, we now, don't really uh, know yet here here's here's how it kind of went off today so i was originally dropped by pat McAfee about two minutes before ian rapaport uh and uh, you know everyone else i have a chef doing got a hold of it but um essentially to keep a gist of it um and rogers is staying with the packers he actually came out and said it but the whole details of the contract is all bs it's all crap uh and pat mcafee said it and then aaron Rodgers just a few hours later tweeted out saying yeah this is not the contract we're actually looking at this is all bs it's not actually true so gotcha. um, he's looking for a more team-friendly contract is the exact words that are from pat mcafee's sources so uh, those are there that was his joke today. It was obviously then he slipped up later and said Aaron Rodgers is the source. So um, yeah, it's going to be more of a team friendly deal. Um, you know they even franchise tagged Devonte Adams today officially, so they're looking to have their full squad back for hopefully a couple more years. And uh, it, it, on that side of things, it looks good for them. I just I'm don't just know. Ex- Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just excited to you know. Because they'll get Devontae Adams back, but I cannot wait for the season to start. And they're just going to double Devontae Adams. They'll get some good catches, but nobody else will catch anything. And Rodgers is going to complain about it. Like, I don't and know. That's exactly, that's exactly where I'm at. I mean, yeah. literally, it's 
what is what's the saying craziness is just doing the same thing over and over again and thinking it's going to work they've lost in the championship round and the divisional round the last two years and they haven't won a title since 2010 like they keep doing the same thing over and over and it's just the same team that's a year older aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger so yeah great i mean even if it's a more team-friendly deal and they can make some moves right now i'm just seeing the same green bay packers team gonna win their division every year yeah. What is the North? What is the North provided them for competition so far? There's no one there now. There's literally no one. Like it's a uh, young Justin Fields with a garbage rest of his team. There is uh, Kirk Cousins and his mediocreness, whatever you want to call it, his ability to be good in bad situations and awful in good situations. So don't really understand what's going on there. Uh, and then uh, who's even left? Why am I forgetting who's Jared left? Goff, Detroit Lions. Lions. Oh, Lions. The Lions. Oh my God, the Lions. <laughs> oh, so so nah, dude, honestly, they they have a top. They have realistically a first round by likely probably more like a two three seed the next however many years. Um, they have a draft to hopefully do it right. They don't need a lot besides wide receiver, to be Jordan honest. Jordan Love 2.0? Uh, no, I don't think they're making that mistake again, to be completely <laughs> honest. I really don't. I think it also brings up the question of what happens with Jordan Love. Does he just stay as a backup on the Packers until he's no. 27? As he no. should, yes. He's a career backup. <laughs> he's a career backup. <laughs> Flaw twist becomes the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Uh, moving on to my more favorite subject today, where I want to spend the most time today. So there's a few little things that went around today. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Calvin Ridley after. Uh, but Chris Godwin got franchised today, which is huge. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike, well, no, Mike Kosicki got franchise tagged. Uh, so did the tight end for uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz, thank you. And oh, then there's also was it Mike Williams got a sixty million dollar three year yep, contract, yep. forty million guaranteed, well deserved, well deserved. Thank you, Justin Herbert, for the fantasy carry every year. Um, so <laughs> he's gonna be a bust now. Uh, not Herbert. Uh, uh, okay, Williams. Williams. Like, you get, you're on some crack. Williams is going back to his old self. Uh, I was like, uh, I was like, Justin Herbert's nasty. I don't even you care. You were sounding Russell like Wilson's there, in that division. Awesome. Russell Wilson's in that division now. Please give me more forty to forty games, please. We're just yeah. Justin Herbert can't win because his defense is garbage. Please, please give me more fantasy points. Two more a year. Thank you. I'm just really excited because here's like the Russell Wilson. I mean, he's coming from what was the toughest division of football, the NFC West. And then now you pair him with a much better offensive line, pretty good weapons, and now a good defense. Oh this my is God. now the toughest division. Yeah. Oh, this bye. Is the toughest division. And, on, and, I can, and if any quarterback is to beat them all out, I mean, Russell Wilson has beaten Brady and Foxborough, has, you know, he crushed Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. The only time he played Patrick Mahomes, he outperformed and won the game. So, like, Russell Wilson can play. So he's a really clutch quarterback when he needs to be, and I'm just excited to make, you know, life hell for the Chiefs. 
Honestly, that is going to be the single toughest division in football. And I made the joke earlier about the Raiders getting out of that division. No, the Raiders are a good team, and they're going to go seven and ten or six and eleven in that division. And it's just going to be sad to watch Derek Carr's career no, fade away. Dude, they got Josh McDaniels now, so it's either going to honestly. I was happy for him, but now it's gone. Like he has a guaranteed five or six L's every year for the next five. Like it's just awful. Like, yeah, please, give me Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes facing off against each other four times a year. Like, please, I'll be the first one to watch those 830 games on Sunday night all day long. Every week, but... every week. Uh, all right, well, let's you... just say now Russ has to cook. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you better okay. show up. After, after this past season, this is his season to really make a yeah. statement and make another push for the Super Bowl. Like, this also, is going to be his season. Russell Wilson has a run game again. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon were great last year. Nasty. So, when you say Russ is going to cook, it's going to be real too. easy for Russ to cook. He's got some nasty wide receivers. He's got he's got Cortland Sutton, the underrated big man. Yeah. He's got he's got Jerry Judy, the speedy, mm-hmm. speedy McSpeedy, and then you got Tim Patrick, the PPR god. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be so I'm- much fun. I am so excited. Uh, I have Russell Wilson in our fantasy league right now. That I, I would be too. Nice, easy keep right there for me. I cannot wait for August. When oh, we do that any quarterback now, in that now. division. Oh, because yeah. also now, you have because you also have defenses that can be exploited. The Chiefs' defense can so easily be exploited. Just throw towards uh, Sorensen and you're fine. Like <laughs> the Chargers can be you know chewed up pretty easily. And then the Raiders are just going to be so exhausted from getting slapped around all year. Yeah, they're going to be exhausted. <laughs> go go uh, ahead, Charger, Andrew. Go ahead. The Chargers, they have the worst defense. Of now I've also been yeah. hearing that Vaughn Miller might be looking for a return to Denver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I got a chance at a so championship like, again. So, like, <laughs> could we be seeing another run for the Broncos in this oh, yes. where they get oh, a championship not. run? I do, but I, I don't. The Broncos went seven and ten with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke last year. Seven and ten. Yeah, that's not bad. It's they had that the division. Defense too. It was yeah. They had a, like a top ranked defense. Yeah, they also had quite a few games they like could have won too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did they fire Vic Fangio? I don't think uh, so. Did they? No. Vic Fangio, like the the coach. Who's their head coach right now? Is I it still the same head coach? Right. Yeah. It's... Oh, it's the same. It's the same guy as last year, right? Yeah, I'm no, pretty sure. Oh. I didn't say anything about it, sure, right? Yeah. I'm looking. Like... Oh, Vic Fangio should be fired. <laughs> no, he should not. No, the, I just looked, but I'm going to tell you guys. Uh, no, it's Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, so he's actually okay. he's, he was he was a, he was like their first year, second year last year. So the Broncos went seven and ten last year, right? Five of their ten losses were against their own division. Five of ten. Uh... Russell Wilson's won at least two or three on his own, but he's he's doing more than yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Like that's gonna put him on the plane. It's so sad that the next three to five years are gonna have at least two or three and NFC f- uh, West. Okay, uh, <laughs> NFC West uh, teams in the in the wild cards. Like there could very well be a year or two in the next couple or next few. There are gonna be three wild card teams that are the AFC West. It's literally <laughs> going to be all for them. It's going to be awful because the Patriots, unless they win the division, which they very well will not, might not, yeah. they're going to be screwed. Ooh, ooh. It's amazing that, like, for a while, I remember the NFC being such a powerhouse, especially, like, me growing up as a kid. 
now the AFC is just ridiculous. Like it's unfair. Good luck. How many quarter- good luck. star quarterbacks that are in the AFC right now? It's abs. It's absurd. Herbert, We're an Aaron oh, Rodgers away from having bro. one good quarterback in the like, NFC. Honestly, the last thing I only got to say is this is the AFC's absolute. No, you got stack. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- there you go. There's Matthew. There's somebody told me the top five quarterbacks in the NFC now. Somebody please tell me the top five. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Tyler Murray, Tyler, Jack, and um, um, um. Kirk um, Cousins, I guess. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Kyle, Kyle Trask. No. Well, oh, I mean, Matt Ryan already has a Listen to the schedule yeah. next year for the Broncos. Listen to the yeah. schedule. Just we're on the same page. Dak Prescott is a 10-win maximum uh, player yep. because uh, they overpay their whole team. Zeke only got paid two years too early. Um, and on top of that, um, I obviously Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Tyler Murray is a drama fest. Just send him back to his sorority and college. Like, it's just <laughs> awful. Like, uh, dude, like, I, I get it. He wants to get paid, man. Yeah. Dak Prescott, the nicest human being on earth, waited to get paid. He got his money. Now he screwed his team over in the process, just with Z yep. as well. But he got his money. And Kyler Murray is either going to get paid and screw over his team or not get paid. And we'll see him somewhere else. And Yo, I mean, Andrew, you leave for the MLB. Andrew, so what? I was talking about the Bron- the Broncos schedule for next year. They yeah. are they have released a schedule, but they have not reduced like well the teams that they're going to be playing. So yeah. the Broncos will be playing the Cardinals at home, the Texans at home, the Colts at home, the Jets at home, the 49ers and the Chiefs, Colts. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders at home. Their away opponents would be the Panthers, the Jaguars, the Rams, the Seahawks. The Titans, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and then the Ravens at home. I'm that's a ten. Now. That's a ten-win schedule. Yeah, at least. Do you say they were going 11. to Seattle for their away game? Yes, they're yes. going to yeah. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, 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 he's gonna beat him forty-five to seven. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, this is gonna be insane. I, okay. I, it's like a yeah. Brady returns team. game. Sorry, go ahead, what? Steve. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you're good. You're good. So, like, one thing, all right, audience at home, this is what you guys should do. All right, look up the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks, and you'll be surprised only one of them has a Super Bowl or has been to a Super Bowl. So, just. That's that. Is it Aaron Rodgers? That would be no. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no, that would be Aaron Rodgers because of his thing. But so it's Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. That's it. <laughs> Matthew Stafford's not top 10? No shot. No. Also, uh, let's just look at the AFC right now and how stacked it is. How many good? Hold on, let's go through this. I have, I have all, I have all uh, twelve team or sixteen teams in front of me. Jesus. Uh, okay, so Bills, Josh Allen. Uh, so, uh, so okay, Mac Jones. You know, some team, whatever. Like not great, but good. Uh, Tua, same thing. Uh, we don't need to talk about the Jets, so we'll skip that division. But Josh Allen. So I'm gonna keep. So Josh Allen. Next division, we got Joe Burrow, uh, not Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. And then we have, we'll say Ryan Tannehill's pretty decent. He's pretty decent. Uh, well, wow, this is worse than I he thought. He is not better than Mac. No, he's not. Uh, this is, this is worse than I thought. I'll put Trevor Lawrence in there because he's, he's young. And then we got the whole AFC West. So that's like eight 
great quarterbacks. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just talk about the team. That's the when you right start. Now. That's where the controversy comes in. Here we go. Kyle, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying here, you're saying that you're going to say Trevor Lawrence is up there because we're giving him credit because he's young, but you're not going to give Mac Jones credit. That's what I'm is? saying. I'm Trevor, Lawrence is the, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is the 10th best quarterback in the AFC. But you put okay. him above <laughs> Mac. I did not. I said he was subpar. Well, Mac might be ninth. Okay. okay, well, you said subpar for Mac, and then you started putting Trevor <laughs> Lawrence in the conversation. Uh, okay. Mac, first, Mac Jones had a great rookie year. Thanks. That's great, There's yeah. 16 teams in the AFC. I can name 11 that can make the playoffs right now. We've got yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Bengals, Patriots, Broncos, Chargers, Ravens, Browns, Colts. And then if the Steelers get a quarterback, they're always going to compete. So uh, that's going to be the, the tightest playoff race ever. Top top four teams go. You have You have two whole divisions that could realistically, if the Steelers get a quarterback, make the playoffs. Yeah. Two whole divisions. <laughs> no, that, that's crazy. Browns, Browns are not making the playoffs. No, no Baker Mayfield is good enough. Now. Yeah, Baker yeah, Mayfield is Baker good Mayfield enough Mayfield to get him ten good, to eleven. But Baker, Baker Mayfield does not have anyone around him anymore. That's no. not true. Who did he lose? And don't say OBJ. Odell, Who did he lose? Well, that, like, Odell. Odell is huge loss for him. Not Dude, because not he was them. garbage on that team. He was <laughs> not that good. He wasn't good. No, okay. like. Browns have a great running game and a great defense. All Baker Mayfield needs to do is be a game manager for them to win games. Throw it to Jarvis Landry eight times a game, please. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. That's all. And he has Donald People Jones, who somehow catches two Hail Marys a season. He did it the last two years. Like, just random. Jones. Browns are also yeah. going to draft a receiver, so they're yeah. going to be just fine. Yeah, yeah I think I think they, they are... I can't wait till we get a little bit closer to the season because we're going to do some crazy fool. We're going to do all of us do standings, do a whole episode for the season opener. But, yeah, there's realistically. And then if you go over to the NFC, it's just – it's it's not good. Um, uh, well, I mean, I'm, let me go through this. A good, I'm going to say great quarterbacks. I'll say Dak Prescott. Uh, 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 Aaron Ro- – well, Dak Prescott's good enough to get to the playoffs every year. That's my thought process. Okay. And good enough to get to the playoffs every year. Without without Amari Cooper this year? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's still a fantasy kid. We're going to re-sign Michael Gallup in this still got, He's still got um, CD and, CD. and Dak and Prescott. Gallup. I think is, CD's better than Cooper. Yes, yeah. CD is better than Cooper. Dak Prescott is, is a more athletic Mac Jones. He plays a very similar game, but he runs more. That's yeah. really kind of the idea of Dak Prescott. And Mac Jones' comparison is to him, but less athletic. So you have Dak Prescott. That's the only good quarterback in the East. Um, worst quarterback oh, Daniel Jones. No, no, that's the only one, Kyle. We're skipping. No, 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 no. We're not, no Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. No, no, he's not. Let him he's speak. I do, th- <laughs> I do think you have to at least consider consider Jalen Hurts for the NFC. I'm not he needs to prove it. Overall for the whole league. Oh, needs to prove it. it? No. Brought the team to the playoffs last year. Uh, he, uh, he went nine and eight in that garbage division. He only. <laughs> He went three and three in the division. So zero and two against the Cowboys. That means he lost to the Commanders or the Giants. Bro. That's all. Those teams yeah. are all sucked. He lost to it Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones. Yeah. It was the it was the Giants. But okay, know. so you just proved our point. Okay, so uh, so you got Dak Prescott, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking good, like playoffs so you're every year. Like great, great. Um, not great, great, but playoffs every year. Like you can pretty much guarantee on it. Yeah. Uh, Dak Dak Prescott hasn't missed the playoffs yet, and it's not just because it was bad. Except when he got hurt. 
Yeah, except for yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, so Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, uh, no one in the NFC South. Not going to count Matt Ryan. Uh, no, no. Matt Ryan made the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Wasn't it the year only the year after, right? The Pats. Yeah. Game? So I, so here's the thing. If you asked me four years ago, yeah, of course Matt Ryan's great. It's, it's just he lost it. And I then uh, Matt Ryan. And then you have, I would say, two or three in the NFC West. So, like, so obviously Matt Stafford, uh, Kyler Murray, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's still there. I, he'll get you the playoffs every year. Will Trey Lance, we don't know yet, but so I would say roughly three or four. Yeah. Three or four in the NFC, eight to 10 in the AFC. It is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I, I, I've been ranting about it, but it's just, it's crazy to me. Oh my. Quarterback in this league, and I was in the AFC West Conference. I, I would probably. Russell Wilson wanted to be there, man. He wanted it. He he, he wanted, wanted to be in the best division in football to prove he's the best or one of the best quarterbacks in football. And now yep. he gets to play two. Well, Patrick Mahomes, so probably the best quarterback in football. Yep. And then he also gets to play Derek Carr, who's probably second best gunslinger. In the NFL, like just launches that ball, and then probably the if you don't include Patrick Mahomes, like second or best young quarterback in the league, and Justin Herbert, third year. Patrick Mahomes is like fifth year now, so he's playing like probably he's playing three very different great quarterbacks, which is going to be yeah. super fun for him. Um, so so that that's really what's going on there. I did want to kind of move on a little bit. I know we talked about that for a bit, yeah. um, but I, I figured we would. So, I know... Does anyone have any last points before I move on, actually? Are we just moving on to the Calvin Ridley thing? Yeah, yes. I need, I need to okay. talk about Calvin that's, Ridley. That's where I'm at. <laughs> okay, so, that, that's, so that's, that's where I'm at, too. So, I just want a yes or no answer to start. I don't want any reasoning behind it. I know a few of us, I thought most of us, do bet on sports, especially football. Uh, I'm an avid, I'm an avid, you know, better of it throughout the season. Um, I know Kyle is. I'm pretty sure Jake is. No. Um, Oh, you don't? Okay, well, you should. Uh, we all play fantasy football, though. All of us. We're all, we're all in the same league. So, um, nonetheless, I personally think, and this is the yes or no question, should athletes be able to bet on sports? And more specifically, so two questions, should they be able to bet on their own sports? I'm going to say yes, they should be able to bet. No, they should not be able to bet on their own sport. Uh, we'll start with Andrew. We'll just do an alphabetical order. Say yeah, they should be. They can bet on sports. It's not like they have an outcome on basically anything. Uh, but on their own sport, no, definitely no. Um, I think they should be able to bet on sports, and then I think they can bet on their own sport. In the case of like Calvin Ridley, if only you bet for your team to win. So, like, if you're betting, like, on your sport and, like, Calvin really bets on the Falcons and he bets for them to win, then how can he can't influence the game? Plus, if he's hurt, that's kind of dumb anyways. But I think – I don't think you should take the chance. I think it was stupid for him to take the chance on it. But I think as long as you bet for your team winning, then you're not able to influence it. Yes, they should be able to bet on sports. No, but I think Calvin Ridley's is a little bit different, and I'll explain why if we get to it. Yeah, we will. I think yes on betting on sports. I also want to say yes for the same sport as long as you are not playing that day. 
So, like, if Mac Jones starts betting on San Francisco versus, like, Cowboys. Yeah. Because um, you won't have any relation besides maybe being a friend with a player. I, I'm, in, I'm in with agreement with everyone else here saying that, yes, you should be able to bet on sports. Um, but I don't think you should be able to bet on your own sport simply because there could be a little bias in there. Like, I'll get into it when we get to it. Uh. Yes, I believe they actually can bet on other sports. In the NFL, oh, you yes. can. In yeah. the NFL, you can. So in this case, he can. But no, it, it's it's your sport. It doesn't matter. It, no ifs, ands, or buts. No, you shouldn't. So here's how I want to start with the next one. So this is what I heard from listening to stuff today. Also, it, it factors into my own work. I'm in the finance industry. This is very much like the idea of insider trading. So the whole idea with insider trading is that you have insider knowledge in one fashion or another that allows you to have an advantage over the general public. That's just a general idea, not getting into the nitty-gritty of it. Calvin Ridley as a player, not just with his relationship with his friends of different players on different teams, but his own team, the staff for that team, the coaches for that team, coaches for other teams, staff for other teams, gives him, truthfully an unfair advantage to bet in any games, such as knowing when certain players are hurt or not hurt or playing or not playing ahead of time, simply because the you know dollar amounts or the spreads in games and whatnot can change drastically depending on injuries and whatnot. So if he knows something's happening beforehand, it can cause a lot. Now, truth be told, he's banned, what, suspended for at least a whole season, at least a whole season, which is absolute bogus for the reason alone that people have gotten suspended for four games for breaking the law in terms of abuse and other stuff. So that is the exact point that I wanted to bring up. So something that just came out in the, in the NFL last month where we had knowledge that sports own that the team owners were telling their head coaches, to forfeit games, to intentionally throw the game. How can the NFL talk about the integrity of their sport because of gambling on sports when they are allowing coaches to throw games? That makes no sense to me. And this is an actual rule in the NFL rule book where you are suspended a minimum six games for physical sexual assault, and it goes on and on into other crimes. If you only get suspended for a third of the season... For physically causing harm to someone else. That is ridiculous compared to sports betting. Sh- should you be allowed to do it for your own sport? No. We all just pretty much agreed to that for the most part. But if go. you're physically, physically causing harm to somebody, sending them to the hospital, causing emotional, physical damage, and you only get suspended for a third of the season, mm-hmm. that is complete complete bogusness of this league. Like this league, that proves the league can be a joke at times. Also, fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Absolute facts. Now, I said earlier that no, you shouldn't be able to bet on your sport, but Calvin's Ridley situation is a little different. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, Calvin Ridley was home away from the team, and I'm pretty sure they suspended his contract, so it rolled over. So he was supposed to have two years left with this year, one year afterwards, but he still got two years because they suspended his contract. So yep. technically, he has. No ties to the NFL at this point, besides the fact that he's an at-home-away player for mental reasons. 
at that point, he's technically a civilian. He's literally, he's not at practice. He's not at the games. He's not even watching football, he said. So do I have a problem with him betting $1,500 on a game when he's away from the game, away from his team, and his contract has been suspended? Absolutely not, because you don't owe an obligation to a suspended contract. Yep. Why in the world does it matter if he's betting on a game? His contract is suspended. It had been extended. He's still got two years left on his deal, even though if it had not been suspended, he'd have one year left on his deal. So you can't have both ends. You can't suspend his contract and keep him for two years and then uphold the obligations of the contract. It's not like you're paying him. That's a great point, Jake. I just think it's honestly ridiculous to do an entire season where, I mean, yeah, players have done a lot worse. And I think it was in one case, it was like a player abuses child and he got four weeks to spend. <clears throat> Tyree kill. So... And speaking of Tyree Kill, it's like the NFL is so it's it it's so I don't know there's a lot of hypocrisy for the reason of like you look at a taunting penalty, but defensive back bats a ball down and like kind of shouts towards the uh, the, the offense the receiver they get a flag, but Tyree Kill can run past everybody putting deuces into their face and it doesn't get flagged, like the NFL just needs to get their I'm sorry Justin needs to get their together because okay. there's so much hypocrisy that it's laughable that yeah you bet fifteen hundred dollars you can miss a whole season and yet this guy is accused of beating somebody and it's only minimum six weeks are you like come on what did they used to do about um baseball betting in like the 1900s i feel like that was a big thing for b- baseball players to be insider betting pete rose pete, pete rose he rose the legend himself not much not much and the black Sox. And- yeah, and, and, and truthfully, um, and, and I, there's some breaking news on my phone right now from a few things I'm sure all of us have some shocked faces on. Um, so uh, just to kind of tie up that subject a little bit, um, yeah, not much, Justin. And, and there's a lot worse stuff. Now, there is, like, sports integrity that's important, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I struggle to be okay with a season and maybe a few no, games. Makes sense. Tom Brady got four games for doing nothing, so that's a whole other issue. Uh, breaking news, straight from Adam Scheffner. Seattle saved $16.6 million against its cap by releasing perennial all-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner. He will be allowed to sign with another team before free agency begins Yo, next week. Yo, come to New England. Let's go. go I, I don't know. I don't know if I... He's a little slow. He's kind of like a slightly faster Hightower. I don't know. Hold on a minute. It's Wagner. (laughs) Hold on a minute. Y'all know we tweeted about the Seattle Seahawks essentially just fire-selling everything? Um, Absolutely fire-sale. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they couldn't get a trade partner for Bobby Wagner. At this point, Uh, let's just trade for DK Metcalf. Yep. Trade, trade Medcap. And the other slightly less important news, but uh, it was important for me, fantasy, for a defensive player, uh, Titans, uh, re, or they signed outside linebacker Harold Landry to a five-year $87.5 million deal. So I got that making almost $20 million a year. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the Bobby Wagner stuff is pretty crazy. It's kind of crazy so late at night, to be honest. But, um, yeah, so a lot going on in the NFL. In Seattle, it is only... It's like six. 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 Dinner time. Everyone go eat with your feelings, okay? Get off, yeah. get off the telephone. Um, yeah, well, 
still. Think about Bobby Wagner out there. He's probably sitting at dinner right now. All of a sudden, gets to know. Yeah. He's, he's like, like what the heck? He's like, uh, he's like, you know, he's like, what's going? I'm gone. Get me out of here. I am gone. He's gonna go uh, to the Broncos. Sixteen point no. six million is a lot, though. That's a yeah. lot of money. So. Well, isn't there also rumors that they're trying to trade Tyler Lockett too? Yes. Yep. Yeah, you you showed that us earlier as well. So Tyler Lockett might be on the block. DK could be if they're really wiping it out. Like no, DK is the only one that's gonna be there, and he's just gonna be. Like, he's gonna be. He's gonna be super mad, but <laughs> he's gonna look around. He's gonna go cry with Pete Carroll. Somewhere. Dude, he's the John Travolta meme of just like. Yeah. Process to DK. Yeah, this is my last season. Oh, dude, it's me. It's going to be interesting. So, do anyone want to make any more final points? Any more thoughts? I'm very passionate about Russell Wilson because I love that man, even though he beat us, almost beat us in the Super Bowl. But I hope, uh, I hope he uh, goes five and eleven. I do not hope that. I hope he goes five and eleven, so I can rag on my cousin for being a Broncos fan. I, I do not. I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly think uh, I was looking at it. Uh, well, in general, I think. Broncos immediately go from a fringe playoff team at best to a th- probably a five six seed, like probably yeah. five seed. So I think their ceiling is a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I'm not sure if it makes them Super Bowl winners. Uh, there's a lot of talent in the AFC, like I said earlier. It's going to so be much. a tough AFC playoff race. Uh, hey, Joe Burrow's only going to get better. So is Justin Herbert. Like those kids are still young. So um, okay. Next subject, kind of next piece here. I'm going to take up a lot of time. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the NFL Combine. Uh, what did people see? Uh, shut up, Steve. Uh, what did people see? Uh, anything of note? Uh, I personally put in the, the little information. I, I love the Rich Eisen 40-yard dash every year. I didn't see if he did it this year, but I love, you know, it's for charity and whatnot. So um, I, I love that he does. He does the cleats every year. He, he auctions it off. So um, personally... The draft in general, for me, only shows athletic ability. It doesn't necessarily show ability to translate in the NFL. Um, so th- that's just a personal thing. Now, there has been times where that's not been the case. Metcalf. DK, yeah. So, but, but truthfully... Oh, um, we took Harry. So, honestly, y'all know the draft is my thing. I love draft time. I get my Mel Kiper on and make some wild predictions. Some of them hit, some of them don't. Most of them don't. Most of them don't. <laughs> Most of them don't. <laughs> hey, we're only as good as our best picks. <laughs> Had some good ones. Cannot wait to give it. Honestly, a just cap. real or, quick, uh, some kill Harry. <laughs> uh, some real quick winners and losers from the combine. I mean, Malik Willis has to be QB one winner. Was on display. He didn't run or anything. He didn't really have to. We all know he's an athletic freak. Christian Watson from North Dakota State, the receiver, ran a four three six at six foot four. Benny DK, mm-hmm. uh, Brees Hall tested better than anybody thought he would. He ran under a four four at running back. Evan Neal and Ike Aquanu both tested ridiculous. Uh, this kid Dylan Parham from Memphis, he was a guard. His next gen stats were through the roof. He had a grade of like eighty. So he's on the rise. And then let's just shout out the entirety of the Georgia defense for being the most athletic freaks on the planet. (laughs) Nicobe Dean didn't participate, but the rest of them showed out. Biggest losers, Kenny Pickett. The only thing I heard about him all week was how small his hands were. And from from what I saw, he played fine. Like, his throws were good. He he tested athletically well. But the story from the combine is how small his hands are, so I think it's going to hurt him. Personally, I don't really care, but... I mean, apparently people care enough. 
Kenny Pickett is going to be one of the biggest steals of the draft this year because he's going to drop so low that people are someone someone down low like Tampa or Pittsburgh, someone in the bottom half of the draft is going to pick him up and he's going to go on to have an incredible career. Just because of that stupid stat of his small hands. Is it by how small his hand is or how big? Because every time I would search a Kenny Kenny Pickett um, picture for that last video, it would show like hand size. Yeah, it's how small his hands are. Eight and a half is way below the league average. There's not many quarterbacks with below a nine-inch hand. Interesting. Um, Kyron Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Kyron Williams, uh, small and didn't test well. He was a running back. uh, Was came in at like 190 and ran a 4.64. Was not good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremiah Hall had bad numbers across the board. Majai um, my Sanders from Cincinnati, the defensive end, weighed in at 228 underwhelmingly when he, when it came to the athletic testing. And then Jermaine Waller and Michael Wright, the corners from Oregon and Virginia Tech, respectfully, ran almost four sevens. You can't be a corner in the NFL and run a four seven, guys. It does seem really slow. That. Wasn't there an offensive lineman that ran like a four yeah. nine or something like that? He's like 380 pounds. And he ran uh, like a four eight seven. You're talking. I think you're talking about Jordan Davis, and he's defensive lineman from Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the dude ran like a crazy fast, yeah, crazy fast forty. I'm like, that was what I took from from the combine, as well as I've heard all of your takes on that. Uh, what I so, love to see is, uh, I love to see that one of the biggest things I've ever realized is you see a lot of offensive linemen running like for 300 plus pound guys, really good combine times, and I feel like it just goes to show when you see someone like Quentin Nelson that like. Um, offensive linemen are becoming way more athletic and becoming super athletes now. Like, they can run really fast. They're not just big, <laughs> chunky guys. If you looked at, like, the offensive lineman diet from, like, the 50s, it was, like, eating ice cream and a ton of, uh, I'm sorry, Justin, and a ton of meat. So, like, it's interesting to see uh, big guys, like, offensive and defensive linemen just being true athletes. Dude. Oh, my God. Dude. Evan Neal was the leanest 347 pounds I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He was 100 pounds more than me, and he looks better than me. It's horrifying. <laughs> dude, Aaron Donald, I just looked it up. He ran a 4.6, and he's a big what? dude. Like, 4.6 is, like, crazy. And on top of that, also, there's another thing here. I'm asking Aaron Donald's the greatest defensive lineman ever. That's a whole other thing. I think he's second. But that's regardless. Uh, I think he's very close. He's he's very close first, but I think he's second. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, dude, just these big dudes. Just honestly, the Patriots should draft one wide receiver and then all defense. I'm talking three super speedy linebackers and like whatever at that point, like two corners, like a yeah. safety in a corner. Like that's what you draft and you call it a day because you can draft defensive players. And I don't care who it is. Whoever the highest rated wide receiver is that's not named Nikhil Harry, draft for the love of God. <laughs> yeah. Because Nikhil Harry was rated like 7th or 8th. 7th or 8th! <laughs> and they picked him in the first round. And it didn't work. Learn. I mean, we literally watched DK Metcalf as the most insane athlete. And we didn't. And his college him. tape honestly looked better to me than Nikhil's ever did. Yes. Nikhil looked slow in college. And they're like, yeah, that's the guy. That's <laughs> Tom Brady's number one. What people uh, don't, what people don't yeah. realize when Nikhil Harry is, his only impressive stat, or if you look at all of his catches, 
the majority of them were contested catches because he's not fast enough to outrun people. So yeah, it's like, oh, he's good at contested catches because that's all he can do. But he's, and he's in the really NFL. Not. And now he can't do it because he's playing real corners, man. That's the thing that they yeah. got to they, with defense. The the Patriots are really well known for getting like kind of like like just crazy with it and finding these crazy talents that just make no sense and no one thinks they're going to be good, and yet they're super good. Like most of the Patriots' defensive talent were f- like three through seven round picks. There's or a few outs that undrafted. Yeah, or undrafted. Like, they find these crazy, like, talents that nobody knows about. But then they try to do that on offense. I just muted myself. Uh, They try to do it on offense, and it doesn't work. Like, it just pick the best player on the freaking, like, that's available. Okay, hold on. Julian Edelman and Tom Brady were two of the best Patriots of all time, and they were drafted in the sixth and seventh round, respectively. Who had 20 years? Gronk was a yeah. second round pick, so I mean, I guess I can give you that one. But... Yo, JC Jackson was undrafted. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, we absolutely. can all be honest. Bilicek is great at drafting, like defense and stuff. He sucks yeah. at, at wide receivers, mostly wide receivers. He's fine with running backs. It's really just wide receivers. He has no idea to evaluate them. And he's oh, even dude. admitted it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't, I'm not good at it. The Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez year, those were the number, I'm pretty sure number one and three rated tight ends that year, or like two and four, yeah. something like that. Like they were rated very high. Nikhil Harris rated seventh or eighth, and he drafted them in the first round. So, and the Gronk and Aaron Hernandez year, although they, uh, you know, Aaron Hernandez was, you know, killing it. Um, so, like, it's like, literally, it was easy picks. It was easy picks uh, for, the, for the Patriots. And Nikhil Harry is just, I, I looked at it, I watched highlights, I'm like, this guy could be good. He was just awful. And yeah, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, yeah. Nick, just kind of curious, did you mean to make of that? Course course. Uh, so, uh, of course I did. I was guessing. Of course I did. Of course I did. Of course I did. We're all in a better place now. So Okay, so um, yeah. I think we need to draft, like, early on, I think we could go for, um, depending on who falls to us, I think like of the top receivers if there's like a good one like a garrett wilson or an olave or something like that we take them get the alabama guy i don't care where he's trade up james for him. Get, him. get james williams he wants to play with mac again Brandon and, and that's fine uh i don't think we trade for him to be honest i don't think he's worth the trade up in my opinion but i think he'll fall anyways because looks like so far on all the map on the mock drafts and everything that it's garrett wilson high olave's high and then um, the USC uh, was at Drake um, London, Drake London, and then uh, Arkansas receiver um, Trey Burks. Yeah, they're all four of those are going in the first round so far that I've seen. Um, but Matches I think we, yeah, you got mentioned, you got Matt Wilson or um, James. Oh, many good ones. You. So they'll they'll probably fall down to us. I think we could take one of them, and then I think you could go with some fast linebackers or something like that. I mean, yeah. What's awesome about this is we need speed this year. And the entire draft class is just speed. Like it doesn't matter what position; it's literally the fastest ever. Perfect timing. Every, Perfect timing. Every single like fastest QBs as a total. It was fastest running backs, uh, DBs. The DBs were insane. Yeah. Two guys under thirty. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's insane. So I think we need to take. And some of those guys are going to fall late. So I think we should. Um, a guy I really want though is that Tyquan Thornton, fastest yep. receiver. But I looked him at Baylor. Um, he needs a little bit of work, but if he's got that four to eight speed, just take him later in the draft because he's gonna fall down because he's yeah. still like 
Anyways, that's what I want. No, building off of what you're saying, Austin, I think you're on the right track. There are three or four guys I could see that the Patriots that fall to the Patriots area between Alave, Drake London, and Jamison Williams. Those are my three guys for the Patriots, right around where the Patriots are going to go. I think Drake London is probably the premier pick at that spot because he's six foot four and is an athletic freak. Um, if none of those guys fall, I think you can wait maybe to the second round to get Christian Watson, but you're going to have to trade up for him. Uh, I think the most realistic option is that Jamison Williams falls at 21 and the Patriots take him. That's really where it's at. But honestly, if we get Jamison Williams, I'm going to be amped and I'll be going off. <laughs> I'll be amped for Mac. What I would like to see, though, is if those receivers go fast, faster now than they were before, and somehow Devin Lloyd falls to us, I want him. Up. I want him. Like I would I would take him over any receiver that falls to us at that point. Just pick him and then there's so many receivers that I would be okay with later in the rounds. Yeah, John Mechie will fall to us in the second round most likely. So if that's the way it falls, I'm not gonna be mad either. Be I mean, two wide receivers. I don't even care. I mean, I feel like also the pages have a good chance to maybe trade for a wide receiver. If we throw in like Nelson Aguilar in there in a trade, maybe use a lower draft pick. You know, I so I think if we can take care of that then we can maybe use our first pick for an insane defensive back because we're losing JC Jackson. Dude, likely. I don't even know. I don't even I don't even want to trade there's no one even Robbie Anderson. Like Robbie Anderson is like a budget version of Nelson Aguilar. To be completely honest, at this point we have a young quarterback who you know is gonna be a Dak Prescott at the very least. He's gonna bring you to the playoffs every year. Yeah. Likely. So, I mean, we'll see with this whole, you know, AFC West situation. But in general, um, he, you have a good chance at playoffs every year. Give him some wide receivers, including one of his best friends from college, to play with. You've seen it work in Cincinnati. You've seen it kind of works to the Eagles, too. Like, yeah. Jalen Hurts loves, love his, loves his, I can't even think of his name right now. But he is Devontae uh, Smith. Devontae Smith. He loves Devontae Smith. Yeah, it, it's like. Give them their guy. Like, like give them give a chance. Because I, I okay. think it could work. One last point on that. I see a lot of people talking about the Alabama receiver Slade Bolden, who was literally roommates with Mac Jones. <laughs> um, everybody's talking about him going, like, the seventh round. Again, I'm not opposed to it, but, again, he ran, like, a 4-6-4. He's essentially Julian Edelman light. So if you need another slot receiver, yeah, go for it. But I really hope they take one or two guys earlier that are just blazers. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. They need they need outside talent because to be honest, Kendrick Bourne's great, but Kendrick Bourne we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Kendrick Bourne is a two. You have Jacoby Myers, a great three. three. Yeah, but you have like Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne who kind of play that two three role. And like yeah. although you could have people better than them, I'm perfectly fine with Kendrick Bourne being a two because he was the number one guy against number one corners last year and had a pretty damn good season. I don't have the exact number in front of me. He probably had seven to eight hundred yards receiving, maybe 800. sixty catches. Eight hundred plus. Eight hundred to six with like fifty to sixty catches, having the number one corner on him, and he burned one of the best corners last year. Like literally burned him after he just got burnt. Like he yeah. played great. I'm happy with him being a, a two three with Jacoby Myers. We have those two tight ends still. We just need a one, and I don't. I I would be perfectly fine if that is yeah. a drafted receiver. Because there's so many good ones. So yeah. th that's yeah. just my looks on it. So This is the last thing I want to add. Just my wish list is I want Devin Lloyd in the first. Uh, I want to, in the second, we'll take, depending on who falls, but um, really any receiver. I really don't care. Um, and then I want to get the linebacker from Alabama, Harris. I think he's going to be great. Um, and then I want us to take 
Tyquan Thornton, like probably third, fourth. I think he'll fall to that area. And then I want the tight end, uh, Jelani or Jelani, I don't know how to say his Woods from uh, Virginia, the six seven who ran four six. Please yeah. give me that tight end. Please give me that tight end. Yeah, it's interesting. I I'd be honest with that. I we need at least two linebackers to be drafted because Dante Hightower can't. He's just not as fast in this game. At least right now, maybe he drops some weight. Maybe he gets a little bit faster. It's possible. He is a old style Brewski Mayo type type linebacker. It just doesn't work. We we have Uche who's great, and now that we don't have Kyle Van Noy, it's like okay, well, we have Matt Judon, but who's across? Probably Uche. So who's yeah. who's in, now who's in the backfield? So there was a rookie last year. I think he got brought up on this podcast as well. Who didn't play Denver last Brown. year? Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't play last year because he's like good and fast. So he'll be good. To, but still need one more at least. Uh, yeah. And the, the corners and safeties aren't getting any younger. You lost J. You're probably gonna lose JC. I think is it guaranteed yet? I don't think it's guaranteed yet. No, but, he's just in the open market. Yeah, so so you probably lost JC. Devin McCourty's not getting any younger. Uh, we're not gonna be able to have the best defense or corners in the league again with Jalen Mills. Uh, was it? Um, wow, I really. How the Jones is coming back at least though. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Jones, Jalen Mills, uh, Devin McCourty. And Joe Williams. Kyle Duggar is the safety. Ooh, Joe Joan Williams is also a good linebacker. Yeah, I was gonna say Joan. Yep. Okay. I, and then you can't forget Barmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Christian Barmore is a defensive tackle. He's yeah, but he's gonna be a beast next year. Well, he stepped yes. up. He really made himself I, prospect. I'm not worried about the line at all, honestly. If I'm being honest with you, I'm not worried about the line. I'm only worried about we need like at least one or two linebackers, and we definitely need one or two safety, our corner and a safety. And then, yeah. sure, go to wide receivers or wide receiver tight end. Go with something like that. But you have to really load up on defense this year. And you can go late. Like, there's so Kyle, much talent. You can go late. Kyle Duggar's a free safety, right? Yeah, yes. And yeah. he's strong disgusting. Safety, safety. Oh, he's a – okay. Well, yeah. he, he – no, no. He, he's a stru- – he's, uh, he's a nickelback, technically, uh, is, is the name. Uh, so he plays – he's the third corner slash safety slash fourth linebacker or fifth linebacker. So he's he's good. He's very yeah, good. Oh, yeah. essentially a yeah. safety that plays in the box. It's a lot like what yeah. Jamal Adams does in yes. uh, Seattle, but, but he's faster. But Kyle but he's faster. A better, Kyle Duggar's a better cover guy. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, exactly. Well, he had a he had a Jamal club Adams on. Just a blitzer, dude. Kyle Duggar had a club on and still played lights out. Like that. That's all I got to do. So. Uh, I don't think to take him in the second round, though. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I think he's worth it. To be completely honest with you, but he is um, now. But I still think we could have waited, but. Yes. Um, okay. Moving on to the next step here. I know we have good info. So looking at sort of uh, talk about the NHL for a little bit here beyond just the Bruins. So uh, I know it's, it's your, Kyle's favorite subject. Yep. Um, so it's definitely going to – yeah, it's going to be a little bit of Kyle, uh, uh, mostly Kyle going on here. But we're just going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, getting close to the playoffs. I'm sure we'll talk about that when that comes up, uh, both the NBA and the NHL. Uh, but we want to talk a little bit about the rookies. Uh, Trevor Zegras been coming around as Boston fans. We love Jeremy Swayman, who is technically a rookie this year, uh, as he didn't have enough games to be eligible last year. Uh, and honestly, if Swayman keeps playing like this, he could be up for some awards this year. So, um, well, I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, feel free to take it off. So there's five guys that I'm thinking could be the super the faces of the league that are rookies this year because of how well they have been playing. Jeremy Swayman is one of them. I, I I didn't have faith in him last year. I was very vocal about that, how little faith I had in him last year. 
and he has impressed me. He has the he, ha, he so I was looking at the stats of Jeremy Swayman right here. He is first in goals against average and save percentage, not amongst rookies, amongst all goaltenders in the NHL. That is a that is a hard stat to get as a rookie. How many and games? Fifty six, I believe. Forty. I think it was fifty six. He played so far. So that's pretty good <laughs> as a rookie to have those stats. The four other guys who I'm thinking are going to be the faces of the league for 15, 20 years or so. Moritz Seider, who is a German defenseman from the Red Wings right now. He is looking phenomenal. He is fourth in points amongst rookies this year. Second one is Lucas Raymond, also on the Red Wings. Red Wings are going to be scary in the next couple of years once they get a goaltender. Their goal, goalies are struggling right now. Oh, Lucas Raymond is going to be, he, he is looking really good. He is second in points amongst all rookies right now. But the next two that I'm really, really looking at is Michael Bunting and Trevor Zegers. Trevor Zegers already has a, has a move named after him. I don't know if you got, I don't, Nick, I don't know if you can pull up that video or Justin, maybe you can throw this video of, um, of this insane pass that Which uh, Trevor Zegers did. Two of them. Exactly. The the one that I'm thinking of, he took the the puck on his stick and just flipped it over to a goaltender and two defensemen. Just flipped it over and baseball home run hit it into the goal. It was an absolute insane goal. Justin, you have to try and get that video as best you can. In, in the yeah, I'll try so, to find it. If you need help with finding it, I'll definitely send oh, it. It won't be hard. <laughs> literally just search Trevor Zegras. It'll be like the fir- first first 10 videos of him with this one play on YouTube. Like this kid is insane. Like there aren't many superstars when they're rookies that can have a move that other young stars want to imitate. The last person to have a move that young stars really wanted to imitate was Alex Ovechkin. And he was a rookie in 2005. So <laughs> the this kid is absolutely insane. He plays for the Ducks, which I feel sorry for him. But just, just like the Ducks aren't what they used to be. But man, Trevor Zegers is going to be a star in this league. I cannot wait. So I have a quick cannot question. Wait. So in the NHL, so when a rookie is drafted, are they immediately thrown into league, or do they have to play in minor leagues for some time? So it depends. It depends. So if they're really good, they could go to the league right away. A lot of the times they're drafted while still in college, so they finish off their college years. Other times, if they're not quite good enough, they play in the minors for a couple years. It's okay. not. It's it's not like the NBA and the NFL when they go directly to the rosters. It's more like the MLB where they kind of have to grow a little bit, unless they're the top of the the best of the best, pretty much. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, Kyle, I'm going to agree with you on Swayman. We love him over here in Boston. <laughs> the only name I didn't hear you mention, I was looking at NHL.com just to pick up some stats, is this kid Anton Lindell from Florida. And oh, this, is prob- this is probably more of a basketball yeah. stat, but I'm looking at plus minus because I think it shows how good you are and what value you add. No. And he is no. plus 30 in his plus minus. Which is gross. That is that gross. That is really gross. So the plus <laughs> minus in the NHL is so different compared to the NBA. Like it's so, it's it's a, such it's like amongst hockey fans, it's such a gross stat to look at because all you have to <laughs> all you have to do is be on the ice. You could be skating off the ice onto the bench. If a goal gets scored, you get a min- you get a minus for that. You yeah. could be nowhere near the play at all. 
and still get a minus toward that. This is an outlier, though. Plus 30? Plus 30? They've scored 30 more goals while he's on the ice? That's nuts. He he does have like an insane uh, power play goal stat too. He's like top two in the league in power play points. In the league, that's not just amongst rookies. It's in the, amongst every single player in the league right now. That's, that's nice. an insane stat. And to two of it's the players, amazing. two of the players you mentioned, Bunton and Cider. I think Bunton leads all rookies with forty-five points right now. Twenty goals, twenty-five assists. Really balanced yep. game. And Cider, the defenseman from Detroit, has thirty-six assists as a rookie. That's nuts. Moritz Sider is going to be like he's going to be one of those defensemen that people want to grow up be like imitating like he's who going is, to be that guy who was the defenseman that Detroit had way back in the day when we were growing Nicholas up Lundstrom. Yes. Nicholas Lundstrom <laughs> oh man the thing about Nicholas Lundstrom that I love is that he just didn't give a <laughs> sorry Justin <laughs> it's like, like no attitude at all I love it Oh my god, that's nuts. But no, this the class of rookies for the NHL, just looking at the stats, and I mean, I've watched obviously some Bruins games, so I've seen all these guys play once or twice. But Swayman obviously impresses. He's got a 2.03 goal against average, a 93% save percentage, and three shutouts. Nuts. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. I was looking at, so I'm looking at, so this season, he Jeremy Swayman has started 25 games. He's 15-7. and seven. With three shutouts. That's not bad. And last season he had five shutouts in 35 games. He went 22 and 10. Like it's Ooh. it's it's honestly kind of gross, like how, how well he's been doing. And last year he was doing a little bit better, but uh in, in general, I, I was looking at it and it's really funny to look at. I don't know if there's any other rookie goalies this year, but like looking at like rookie stats, there's like you guys said, my uh, Michael Button, Cider, and Lundell, and then you look at goaltending, it's all sweet. Literally not even close. No one's even close to him. It's literally him. So, yeah, I remember when the Bruins thought Malcolm Subban was going to be the next Tuka Rask or Tim Thomas a while back. <laughs> Every Malcolm Bruins Subban fan is one of the biggest busts I think I've ever seen. Bruins Bruins draft. Like he is so he's the equivalent to Nikhil Harry. For for you football people here, like he's the equivalent to Nikhil Harry. Like this high toned Well, he actually made a difference in you know in uh with the Gold Knights for a little bit. A, a no, small difference. Well, okay. Small difference. It's hard to not have a difference when your star goaltender is um flurry who got traded away for a seventh round pick. This Ooh. guy this goaltender won the best goalie of the year award, which is and the best trophy, and then got traded for a seventh round pick to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, it was ridiculous. This year. won the best goalie of the year award, and I was like, nah, we don't want you. Get out of here. Chicago must be happy. <laughs> <did> us... <laughs> what? <laughs> Chicago say? must be happy with that. Well, Chicago sucks right now. They're yeah, bottom four they... in the league right now. So if they didn't suck, they would be happy. Don't even get me started on Chicago right now. That's a whole other, that's a whole other story that I can go hours on talking about. Well, uh, let's move into the last subject. Um, this is gonna be a shorter one. We're just kind of we're we're checking in because in the next couple weeks we're gonna be doing our March Madness special yeah. where we all fill out brackets. So uh, as of right now, I think Jake gave me a stat earlier. I think it's eight spots have been locked up so far. Six, six, six spots. There are a lot of the smaller spots uh, with the ACC like coming up. Yeah, so it's just not uh, my favorite is Chattanooga, just because the name is awesome. Love saying Chattanooga. So, um, 
Fun fact <laughs> yeah. about one of the teams right now in the Atlantic Sun Conference, the team that won the tournament won't get to play in the uh, March Madness tournament because this is only their second year in Division One. And uh, NCAA has a rule where you have to be in Division One for three years in order to participate in March Madness. They're this that nasty, though. Year. They're it's that nasty. This is their second year in Division One, and they just won the conference tournament. It's Bella, 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 Oh yeah, Jacksonville State won. The, so Jacksonville State is going to March Madness because they were the regular season champions, but they weren't the ones that won the tournament. They actually got eliminated. So the t- so Bellarmine played this other school, which is Jacksonville something, and then Jacksonville beat Jacksonville State. So Jacksonville State lost in the semi in the conference in the quarterfinals, and the guesses go to March Madness because they were the regular season champions. We gotta That's get rid of these dumb rule the NCAA has. We gotta get rid of dumb these dumb rule. formalities, man. It's yeah. so uh, also we love two two uh two big you know returning schools in Murray State and in everyone's favorite loyal Chicago. What was it? Elite Eight just a couple years ago? Was it Final Four? Let's go. No Final Four. Final four. I'm rooting for the underdogs. Always rooting for Loyola, Murray State. I mean, they don't have job. Was it John Morant? Was he there? They don't have him anymore. So uh, that's Loyola, rough. Loyola was there last year too. Yeah, but like yeah, you but know, last year doesn't count. Last year's no. tournament just wasn't the same. Nah, it, was, it, it just wasn't this year's right. a vibe. It's not the same, but it, they still were there. So, okay, so yeah, we're going to do brackets, but uh, early we're going to do this early picks to win the whole thing right now. One pick. Just do some throwing this out. We didn't even talk about this. Oh, and, and you go. Oh, man. You're really going to make me do this first. Yes, you got uh, five seconds. Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with uh, unranked team, UNC. Oh, okay. okay. Garbage cans. Okay. Let's go, Austin. <laughs> oh. So we're just doing the one, not even the final. Yeah, just one. Nope. Just one. Well, we're just going one. We'll talk. All right, then I gotta, I gotta go with my boys. We're going UConn. Ooh, I should have won with them, boys. Subject to change when I actually see the bracket. Duke with Coach K retiring on top. Uh, Justin, give me, give me a school you like. I'm looking at. I was looking at it right now. Um, let's just go with Virginia Tech. Right. I like it. Yeah, I'm going with an absolute random one. I'm just gonna say, if if this team even makes it, which they're on the bubble right now, so they may not even make it. But just for fun, I'm gonna say uh, BYU, just for fun. You, you didn't even go with your boys. You didn't go with Providence. No, no, because no, Providence. Gonna... I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see the actual bracket before I really, okay. really pick them. So no, no. I do I think I do think BYU. Because I need to see how they do in the Big East tournament. That's the only reason. I They'll still be fine. They play Thursday. They play. Thursday. Yeah, they play Thursday. They play, they play the winner of Xavier and Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, Xavier. right. No, no, it's not Georgetown. Uh, Xavier and uh, yeah. Paul. Oh right, 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 yeah, yeah. Is it the worst? We already the beat Paul. Yeah. Yeah, we beat him in the regular season or the last yeah. game of the regular season. Yeah, the last game um, of the regular season, senior night. All right, Steve. Ooh. All right, so I'm gonna come with something crazy. I hope you guys are ready for this. Uh, I don't really watch college basketball, but I know what's gonna happen. Uh, this is gonna be a huge. Sca- it's gonna cause a scandal, but a certain uh, Division three basketball team is gonna come into Division one. <laughs> And it's going to be Plymouth State University, and they're automatically going to get into the tournament because why not? 
because we're cool and they're gonna win the entire thing and uh, get ready for Darty season after. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give it a somewhat real prediction here. So I in between two teams, either Houston or Illinois, but if I have to choose one, I'm gonna choose the team I always pick to make it Final Four, and they never have in years. Uh, I'm gonna pick Houston to actually uh, pull oh, it out finally this year and not stink for once in the world when they get to the top 16. So um, yeah, that's that's who I'm gonna pick. I'm actually going to say something else because I just noticed I was looking off the list of people that actually didn't make it. Oh. <laughs> so the first four out was Indiana, BYU, Daytona, and Virginia Tech. And I was looking right at that. So I'm actually going to go so, with... Or, or the record first out doesn't necessarily mean they're yeah. eliminated yet. It means they're close to being eliminated. Oh, gotcha. I'll, yeah. still go, means, I'll go with Alabama instead. Yeah, Virginia Tech can make it, but they're pretty much gonna have to win the tournament to make it. Um, oh, unless they make it far and they play well, they could have a chance of getting sneaky into the bubble. But yeah, they're, they're on the outside looking in right now. Um, but we do have to talk quickly since we're talking about basketball. We were gonna talk about Champ Week. We do need to quickly talk about just like the actual ones that are happening this week. Cause the the selection committee, is, you know, the the selection show, I should say, is happening on Sunday. So we'll all get to see that. I think now, did were we deciding on whether or not we were gonna do a live stream for that? We haven't decided uh, officially. It is a possibility. Yeah, possibilities of us doing Okay. Well, whether or not we do it on that day, I think if we do it, we should do it after they've already made the picks. And that way we can actually just do the live stream and make our picks together. But yep. um, yeah. I think we should just quickly talk about this week's championship. You got the ACC, Big East, all the big tournaments are happening right now. Um, so I'd like to hear from the Big Ten, Big East, ACC, SEC, and Big 12. So, you know, I don't. I don't really care about the Pac-12, but we could do the Pac-12. I mean, um, so give your winners for all of those. Um, go ahead, Andrew. Uh, sorry, I don't watch any of those other conferences when it comes to college basketball. <laughs> well, I actually got a list I'm looking at. I'm going to send it to those who want to do it. If you don't have to do it, uh, if you just say it. I, I love college basketball when it comes to March Madness and all, uh, but I only watch uh, the Big East because uh, go Huskies, lead blue. Um, so I'm rooting for the Huskies to win the Big East, but you know, the Big East always has some big competition with Villanova, Providence, uh, Xavier, when Georgetown was good, but they went 0-16 this year. Thank you. Hey, they came out of nowhere to win it last year, so just... Hey, hey, I know. <laughs> so you never know, maybe they will, but the I The women already won theirs, so I'm rooting for the men to win theirs. Big East, sir. Well, I was talking about Georgetown coming out of nowhere last year, but well, yeah. Oh, I'm talking about the yeah. women. Yeah, the so UConn women did win. So. I just sent that list. I sent the list there. So if we just want to do the conferences that are on that list, uh, it has most of what Austin said. Uh, I sent it in the Discord chat. So, um, yeah, if we want to do essentially the ones on the list, um, I think that'll be good. So I'll just take it because I was already looking at it. So, yeah. of course, I am going to choose – I'm actually going to choose Memphis to win the tournament – but I think Houston still gets in, and I think Houston still wins the whole thing, just so we're on the same page. Um, I do think that Coach K is going to win the tournament because he has to. If he doesn't, I'm going to be mad. Uh, I think everyone else will be. Um, did you guys hear the average ticket price for his final game, by the way? It I'll was gross. It was, yeah, it was like fifty six or 6500 or something like that per ticket, which is higher than all but three Super Bowls in the last 10 years. It's yep. a random fun fact I saw. Oh um, so that's for the Big East. Um, you know what, Villanova, because Villanova always finds a way to win. 
Um, even though I like UConn, I just feel like Villanova always finds a way to win. Uh, Big Ten, I am going to stick with, uh, I think Illinois wins. I think it's really close with Wisconsin. Alex Wisconsin's always nasty. Big 12, I'm just going to stick with, with Kansas because it's Kansas. Uh, Pac-12, I always I always choose Arizona to go far in my brackets. We'll see this year, but I'm going to choose Arizona. And then SEC, which is the last one. That one's always a toss-up, I feel like, because no team's really good other than Kentucky. Like, really good. So let us let me look at these odds real quick. You know what? Let's do a fun one. Let's do LSU. I'm going to say LSU wins that tournament. All right, boys. We're starting with the ACC. Uh, we're going to go with Duke. I just picked them to win the entire thing, so they're definitely going to win the ACC. Uh, Big East, I'm going to roll with Nova. Big Ten, uh, I got a real good friend who's a Wisconsin guy, so we're going to go on with on Wisconsin. Big 12, probably Kansas, old blue blood. Just got to roll with it. Back 12, go with USC. I don't know, fun pick. And then the SEC, it's going to be Auburn. Uh, highest ranked team from the SEC right now. I know that you, uh, Kentucky can always give them a run, but I think it's going to be Auburn. I'll just go off the list. Um, ACC, well, I'll hope for Boston because Boston's awesome. Uh, Big East, uh, I'll go for Connecticut with uh, Andrew and Austin. The Big Ten, looking at these schools, I'll go for Penn State. 12, um, Texas Tech. Probably gonna get all these wrong. Uh, Pack twelve. Uh, California. SEC. Um. LSU Tigers. And is that it? That that is it. That's it. That's the fun part, Justin. Though we have very different ranges of knowledge of this stuff, so <laughs> I think that our bracket show that we're gonna do in probably next week is going to be super fun so we're all going to fill it out on here we're going to set that up uh mm -hmm. and we're all going to do that and bearing any other crazy news that'll probably be the whole show so um yeah, yeah go ahead Kyle. for the record people aren't supposed to get brackets right like it's supposed to be fun to see how like the way i love filling up brackets is i love to see how wrong i can be like, <laughs> yeah but you're you're a giants fan so you're used to losing oh <laughs> that's true that's fair that's true uh anyway uh he's just a new york fan yeah, listen, it's a rough life. Um, I do have I do have a uh, Big Twelve selection. Um, I do have someone from my hometown who plays for Kansas State, the Kansas State Wildcats. So, with that being said, I'm choosing the Kansas State Wildcats. Shout out Mike McGurl, who uh, had go. a spectacular freshman and sophomore year, but due to COVID, his junior year kind of fell off track. And uh, his dad still proved that he can be a good guard, but I think Kansas State has turned around their season a little bit, but they are not ejected to win the tournament, but I think they could do it. All right. So, ACC, this team already beat Duke in the last game of the year. It's going to be UNC. It's going to happen. The Big East, I'm going with, Going with my boys from my home state. It's gonna be Providence College. It's gonna happen. No. They're not gonna. It's gonna <laughs> no. happen. Uh, no. The the Big it's, Ten. Big Big Ten not. is gonna be Illinois. 
Uh, they won the regular season. Illinois is looking really, really good this year. Um, the Big 12, y'all just forgot about the team who won last year. I know last year didn't really count because they it was COVID year, but Baylor was still pretty scary last year. So I, I think Baylor's going to win the Big 12 this year. The Pac-12, Arizona's always top top eight every single year. So Arizona's probably going to go far. And then the SEC, they're the number one team that I'm saying is going to be the number one overall seed in Auburn. So I do think Auburn's going to win in the SEC there. All right, here we go. Uh, I do not watch college basketball, so we can see how this goes. I'm looking at the list right now. Penn so State, Penn start... State. No, All right, AAC, uh, I'm going to go with the Temple Owls because I love the name. <laughs> uh, for, the a- for the ACC, I'm going to go with uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish because I love it. The Big East, let's go with uh, ooh, the – Xavier Musketeers because I love the chocolate bar. We love Xavier. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Ohio State Buckeyes. Nice. Because uh, I like Ohio okay. State. Always a fan. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with you the should... TCU. Ooh, I knew I like... he was gonna say the Horn Frogs. I knew. Yeah, it. the TCU Horn Frogs. <laughs> it's so good. All right, that's the team. Why? Because they're clearly the best. <laughs> They're going to win the entire tournament. Why are they the best, Steve? Best jersey, uh, one of the best jerseys in the whole NCAA besides Oregon. Uh, I'm going to go with the Oregon Ducks because look up the ducks. Fact about ducks. That is a fun time. Florida Gators because I love alligators. And uh, I think that's it. <laughs> I hope watch he gets them all right. Watch him be totally right, and everyone, <laughs> uh, all of us, are so wrong. <laughs> See, the thing I is, get this right, and I NCAA. win. If I win March Madness, I'm taking the money, and I'll buy us a new set. This is what I'm saying. Like he's going to end up winning March Madness because if anything I've learned, the people that know nothing about this sport always win March Madness. It's that much. Yes. Oh, 100 percent. Out of nowhere, Steven. It's okay. I went with Xavier because Charles Xavier. People that like try to use. Yeah, that's true. That's good. Always try to overpredict everything that would happen, and then it's just March Madness is March Madness for a reason. Mm -hmm. You just gotta out predict the out predictions. Right, yeah, you just gotta be lucky. No, no, no. You have to be lucky. You're more likely to get struck by lightning ten times <laughs> than to get a perfect NCAA March Madness bracket. So Unless it's all even. about luck. It, it's impossible just gotta have to get a fun first round it. correct. It is so impossible to get a first round correct. Fun fact: you're right. more likely. Ready? You're more likely to get crushed by a vending machine than you are to win March Madness. That's an interesting stat. And then I think that's it. Um, that's my it. eyebrows are gone. Cool. All right. So, first off, I'm going to be going with uh, what did we start off with? The ACC? Is that what we started with? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to go with. This is a hard one, but um, Duke's just so easy. But they're probably going to win in his last year. So, yeah, I'm probably going to go with Duke. Uh, on them winning. Um, then when we come to the Big East, uh, I think UConn has the most balanced team. Uh, we have the second most points per game. We have, uh, we're right there with Villanova and Providence with percentages across all three different categories, um, field goal percentage, three-point, and free throw. And then the biggest reason I think we're going to win is because we've got the size, the defense is the best, and we're getting three more offensive rebounds a game than uh, Villanova and Providence, who are our biggest competition. So I think they're they're going to take that away. It'll be a hard-fought battle. 
in the end, but I think we're going to come away with that this year uh, and break through. Um, and then Big Ten, um, I got to go. Honestly, um, I think it's going to be either Wisconsin or, or Michigan. I think one of the, I think Michigan might uh, pull some out of their um, out of their butts and, and, and bring something up. Uh, they, they've got to win to probably get to the tournament. So um, we'll see how they do. And then Big 12, I'm going with – I got to stay with Baylor. I think Baylor's going to win it. Um, they look the most consistent right now uh, across the, the, the Big 12. So um, – and they've got veteran experience, um, and they won it last, won the NCAA tournament last year. So I think they're gonna, they're ready, be ready for this. Um, Pac-12, that's a hard one. I think UCLA has the best chance of getting hot in the tournament. So um, I think it's gonna be UCLA uh, taking down the Wildcats in the final, and then SEC. Um, I think it's gonna be Auburn. I think Auburn's got, they've got the best player. Uh, in in that conference for sure in Smith Jabari Smith and then they're just they just look good. Um, I know they've had some up and down games lately, but they've been losing close games. Um, so I think they can stay with anybody. I think they're gonna win. Yeah, well, I uh, I know we're definitely gonna go more into this uh, come the bracket show we're gonna do. Haven't decided if it's gonna be live or not yet. Uh, if we do do it live, it'll likely be the show for the week. Will be whatever the team ends up being more than likely. Um, we're going to figure that out over the next days, but if we do do it live, it'll either be Sunday, it'll be Sunday, or we'll do our normal time on Tuesday and get it ready for next week. But uh, regardless, um, yeah, we're definitely excited to get that going, and we're going to have all ranges of experience here at the NCA tournament. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be really weird. So prepare to be a little angry if you know a lot, or prepare to have no idea what you're hearing sometimes when <laughs> you know a little. So um, Regardless, it'll be a good time. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate all support for everyone sitting here and listening to us for an hour. Uh, we do greatly appreciate it. Uh, we love our opinions. We hope you do too. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.